Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flora, and in this show I share strategies and tactics that you can use to propel your career as a lettering artist or illustrator. Today we are going to continue planning for a Kika year. If you missed the first part, you will find it on episode 122, which is the episode before this one. In our previous episode, we sort of laid the foundations for a thoughtful plan. And we started with um, kind of making those first steps towards planning for a kick year. I mentioned in that episode that planning for the year ahead is often something that gets overseen by artists and freelancers because we believe that you know, as a freelancer, you know, work comes as it does and we don't, we cannot plan ahead for what's going on or what's going to happen in our business uh, in the year ahead, right? So that is a myth and through planning and crafting a plan for the next year, you can gain control over your income and also empower yourself because at the end of the year, the day, you are the boss of this business. You are the one who, um, who decides on things, right? And you can also decide on how your next year is going to be through planning ahead. And in the first episode, we laid the foundations for this planning. And in this second episode, we're going to go deeper into setting impact metrics and revenue goals, right? Now, just to recap what we did in part number one, which is episode 122. First, I invited you to download the checklist for planning for a kick-ass year. This is the checklist that I use to stay on track when I'm planning uh, for the year ahead. You can download it on martinaflor.com plan. And I really recommend you to go onto the planning day with that checklist. Because as I mentioned before in the previous episode, as creatives, we want to do so many stuff. We have so many ideas and it's so easy to, to Go, uh, go off track with, um, with our plan of planning for a kick-ass year. So having that checklist next to you when planning, when choosing that date, and when sitting down to plan your year ahead is going to be really helpful, right? So you can go ahead and download it on martinaflor.com slash plan. It's completed for free and is for you to, um, to keep and to use it for the years to come. So in the part number two of this planning process, which is the one I use nowadays, we set the stage for the planning, right? First, we collected all the information, we collected all, all of the insights that we gained through a year of work, right? So we went ahead and collected, um, you know, what were our income sources and what were our, um, um, our sources of leads and where, you know, how did clients um, uh, contact us and how did they hear, hear about us, right? So um, we went ahead and we collected or I guided you through the process of collecting all that information. I also highlighted the importance of planning only for the next 12 months, right? And breaking down these 12 months into quarters so that you go about your year by quarters, right? I also spoke about the importance of giving yourself, of blocking that dedicated day to do this because it's going to take you a day at least to plan for the year ahead. And if possible, as a bonus, 
it will be great if you can have a planning buddy. So the planning buddy doesn't need to be there all day long. They could be there just for a few hours, but just to, to have that sparring partner where you can, um, where you can just exchange ideas and tell them uh, what is it that you plan to do and to create in your big business next year, right? Now, we're going to dive into the part number two of this process. So once we have collected all of the information, we are going to move on to looking towards the next year. And by the way, on the first part, we didn't only collect all the information, but we also went through the process, a very important part of the process, which is this possibility brainstorm, right? We went through the, the, the exercise of thinking ahead, what are the things that we can do next year that are fun, generate revenue, and allow us to make an impact with our work, right? So we sort of brainstorm all the things that are possible for us inside our business and as creatives, but also we identify those that can help us, you know, that are instrumental to do the work we love, make an income, and also make an impact, right? Now, we're going to dive now into the heart of your plan, which is impact goals. So what are impact goals? Impact goals are those that really have an impact on the world, but also on the bottom line of your business, right? So when we speak about impact goals, I speak about um, client acquisition, for instance. So the more clients we ha you have or the better clients you have or the, the higher quality clients you have, um, the, the better your revenue, right? The more impact they have on your bottom line. So lead generation, the more people find out about your services, the more opportunities you have to accept or to choose your projects, right? And, and that has an impact on your bottom line, right? Now, this could apply to a lot of other things. So there's a bunch of metrics that you can take into account. And I'm gonna list some of the things uh, or some of the impact goals that I have into account when uh, planning for the year ahead. But these are not necessarily uh, impact metrics that will have an impact on your business. So these are very, um, I would say that they're very um, custom to what kind of business you have, what, is, what are your main revenue sources, right? But some of the impact metrics that you can have into account are, first, client base or client acquisition, right? So you want to set impact goals or set a goal in terms of how big you want to, your client base to be. Or perhaps you want to say like, okay, I want my client base to be 20% bigger by the end of next year, right? Which will generate 20% more income into your, or will bring more 20% more income into your business, right? Um, another impact metric is email list size, right? So for those that sell digital products, uh, if you're an artist that sell digital brushes, for instance, or you sell your own online classes, having a bigger email list has a direct impact on how many um, how many students take uh, buy your classes or how many people buy your brushes, right? Now, um, another impact metric could be Instagram following. If you if you have an online shop, for instance, and 
most uh, or Instagram is your one of the main channels in which you promote the products in your online shop, growing your Instagram following will have a direct impact on your income and the success of your business, right? Another impact metric, for instance, in my business is podcast downloads, because this is another source through which um, creatives and graphic artists and lettering artists find out about uh, the work we do inside my business, with my team, uh, with our community of lettering artists, right? So for me, um, improving or growing the downloads of my podcast has a direct impact on the, on the amount of people that gets to know about uh, the work and uh, the work that we do and our vision, right? Uh, website visits, right? So these are other impact goals. How many people reaches your website, right? How many people finds out about you organically, right? And the more people that finds you online, the more people that will likely contact you um, or hear about you, right? So the these impact metrics are some of the ones you can take in, into account, right? So I want you to um, to go ahead and define what are the impact metrics that have an impact on your business, on your bottom line, on the success of your business, and define um, what are the numbers for those uh, for those metrics? Do you want to have a 20% growth uh, by the end of next year? Do you want to have a 5% growth, um, an incremental 5% growth um, of your Instagram following throughout the uh, the months um, of next year? Right. So. As you set those goals, I want you to also think about how you're going to achieve those goals. As I mentioned in the very beginning of episode number 122, where we started speaking about um, planning for a kick-ass year, oftentimes, um, and this is something that I used to do, we, we, you know, we, we plan our years ahead by setting up goals, by just listing or writing a wish list of the things that we want to achieve next year, but we miss out on the opportunity of planning ahead on actionable steps or things that we can actually implement or do in order to achieve those. We are missing the plan to achieve those goals. So in the process of, um, of defining your, um, your impact metrics, right, on setting your impact goals, um, I want you to, of course, think of numbers. Think of, okay, I want to achieve that amount of, um, uh, or I want to grow my client base by that percentage, or I want to grow my Instagram following by that percentage. But at the same time, I want you to think, uh, think of the ways in which you're going to achieve that. So for instance, let's take lead generation or client acquisition, right? You may want to think what ongoing activities bring in cons consistent clients, right? What are the things that you are doing now or you have done throughout the year that are bringing in consistent clients? And if one of your goals or your impact metrics is growing your client base, then you will want to do more of that or to really consciously um, implement a plan to do more of those ongoing activities that bring, bring in consistent clients, right? What other, what other strategies do you want to incorporate? 
You know, besides all those things that are working, what other things are you willing to try out? What other strategies are you willing to incorporate? And hopefully some of the strategies that I share in this podcast um, will help you also um, or will encourage you to try new things or new strategies next year. Um, another thing you can think of is which projects and actions attract the most clients. And we are speaking here about client acquisition, right? Or lead generation, right? So which, which projects and actions attract the most clients for my business, right? So again, what ongoing activities bringing consistent clients? What other strategies do I want to incorporate? What are the things I want to try new? And which projects and actions attract the most clients, right? So for each impact metric, I want you uh, to think not only about or set those goals, but also think about, you know, how you're gonna achieve that goal, right? Because if you set that goal and you don't make a plan on how you're gonna achieve that, then it's just a wish and not, not something that you could actually achieve, right? And you can do this with every metric. So for instance, what are some of, if, if, you, if one of your metrics is um, growing your social media following, you can, uh, you can ask yourself, what are the social media posts that have had the most engagement, right? So this is just one of the questions that you can make. And then once you identify those, you can, um, you can do more of that next year, right? Whatever works, do more of that, right? And this is what I'm, I'm inviting you to do in this, in this uh, step of the exercise. Not only setting up goals, but also deciding or understanding what are the things that are gonna bring those results, right? So I want to give you a pro hint here, which is make your impact metrics um, or your impact metrics goals um, a bit challenging, right? So they should feel a little bit like a stretch for you, um, but also make you excited about that possibility, right? They shouldn't feel like super overwhelming and super undoable because um, starting the year with the mindset of like, I'm not gonna achieve those crazy goals that I set for myself is not productive. So I want you to set realistic goals, but at the same time, goals that really have you looking forward to for the future, for that challenge, right? Something that feels a little bit like out of your comfort zone, right? Uh, so I, I, when I said um, uh, impact metrics, I like to think like, okay, imagine, imagine if next year I would be able to work for this amount of, um, of students, right? So for instance, uh, um, imagine if next year when I open registrations for the lettering seminar, there would be another additional thousand students joining the program, right? And this is what has me looking into the future, like the possibility of something happening, which is not crazy, but is re really like something you look forward to, right? And so something that you look forward to achieve, right? So next you want to set revenue goals. And when you set revenue goals or before you set revenue goals, I want you to first thing, think about something that many people, many freelancers, even many people that go in business, into business, they never think about, which is how much money do you need to sustain your lifestyle? 
how much money do you need to pay for your ideal life, right? Because oftentimes we set these revenue goals like, I want to make $100,000 per year. I want to make a million dollars, right? But, you know, doing all the effort, um, doing all the effort of achieving those goals or going through all the effort of achieving your goals makes only sense when those goals are aligned with the kind of life you want to have, right? Now, if you want to, if, if to sustain your lifestyle, you only need 30,000, let's say $30,000, and you are working your ass off to make a million dollars in your business, then why are you going through all this, this hustle, hustle if you only need to make $30,000 per year, right? So I hope I, I, I made a point here, but I think it's very important for you to think first before you set the, reven the revenue goal, um, to think first, what is the life that I want? What I, you know, what are the, you know, what is, what does a perfect life look for me, right? And how much money do I need to sustain that perfect life? And once you set that, that first goal, um, then you can set your revenue goals, a revenue goal that will sustain that life. Because otherwise you're just, you know, you the, the, the revenue goal is just such a random number, right? So I want you to set your revenue goals in relation to the life you want to support, to the lifestyle you want to support, right? Once you set your revenue goal, I want you to work backwards. So let's say that you set a revenue goal of $100,000, right? If you're in Europe, you want to set a revenue goal of 100,000 uh, euros, right? Um, now consider, so in that, let's uh, put that into a, a Google sheet, right? So start a Google sheet, um, a projection sheet where you have every month of the year, you have that revenue goal right at the end of the year uh, after December. And I want you to then work backwards to see what are the things or what are the income possible, um, the income possibilities that you have to achieve that goal, right? So I want you to, in that, in that sheet, I want to, I want you to include your income streams, right? Your different revenue sources. I want you to include possible new projects that you're going to launch, uh, so that you can achieve that goal, right? I want you to include um, how many clients or commissions of a certain amount of money do you need to land in order to, um, to achieve that goal, right? I want you to consider client work, passive income, um, if you have a shop, the income that may come through your uh, online shop. If you're gonna run, if you want to, um, optimize the income of your online shop, for instance, if you're going to uh, run certain promotions throughout the year, let's say I'm going to run a promotion uh, during um, um, Valentine's Day and I'm going to run a promotion uh, uh, during Black Friday and a summer promotion so that I can, I can create these peaks of income, right? So I want you to set, first set your revenue goal and then work backwards including all of your different revenue sources. And if that's not enough, what are the things that you're going to start or, um, or launch so that you can achieve that goal, right? So you want to make sure that you put all of this in one single 
sheet, right? Projection sheet, right? Uh, and that you have it really accessible every day so that you can review it weekly, right? Uh, so that you can always have in front of you that plan that you laid uh, to achieve your income goals, right? Now, the next step is to bust out your calendar, to put all these ideas, all these plans onto a calendar, right? You want to translate all of these insights and all of these goals into a calendar because this is where magic happens. This is where you get to see, okay, when is this going to happen? When I need to start preparing for this, right? So when you put all your, um, your plans or your possible projects inside the calendar, you will want to also um, not only plan for the day in which the project is launched or when a certain uh, project is finished, but also you will want to plan for the production time and for the launch or the marketing of that certain thing that you launched, right? So in your calendar, I want you to go ahead and schedule vacations and holidays. This is the number one thing I do. And it's funny because of course, this is not something I've always done. I started doing this around four years ago. And it's such a great feeling just to know when you're gonna have uh, holidays and when you're you know, putting your vacations first because this is often the thing that gets that gets uh, left behind by many freelancers or uh, solopreneurs, right? So it feels super great to just say, hey, I'm gonna take vacations. I'm gonna have this downtime right here. I'm gonna make this trip right here. So then you want to add all of the events related to your goals, as I said. Some uh, client acquisition uh, activities that you're gonna make, if you're gonna go to to congresses or conferences, or if you're gonna do a certain promotion, uh, if you're gonna launch a certain product or income stream, um, I want you to write down those in the calendar, right? I, as I mentioned before, you also want to allocate time for the creation phases, right? Because when you, la when you launch a certain thing, um, let's say that you launch a, a digital product, right? Um, this will require work before, during, and after that launch, right? So I want you to also include those, um, those production, post-production, uh, launch, maintenance uh, uh, phases. All, all of that should be in your uh, calendar. And you also want to factor in not only vacations and holidays, uh, but you also want to factor in uh, downtime, so if you want to take um, certain breaks or you want to, uh, you, you decided not to work on Fridays next year. So I want you to factor that uh, into your calendar. And also if you want to, um, to do ongoing training or coaching, I want you to also factor that onto your calendar, right? Now putting all the planning into the calendar really makes, ensures that that the planning not just aspirational, but also actionable, right? Um, and it gives you also the structure to turn this vision that you have for next year into reality, right? So you have a calendar in front of you and the only thing you need to do is to follow that calendar. Now, after you have done all of this, I want you to take a minute 
breathe deeply. And I want you to take a minute to evaluate your plan, right? As I mentioned in episode 122, when we started planning for, for the year ahead, I mentioned that, and this is something that I want to remind you as well, that when you start a solo business, when you start freelancing, you're not only starting it or you're not only doing it because you want to, you want to create a container to do the work you love, but also because you want to, um, you want a tool to enable the life you want, right? If you're craving more flexibility in your life, more freedom, um, yeah, more space to do other projects or to choose the projects you want to do, then this is something you should really keep in mind every time you plan for a year. Because oftentimes, as creatives, we want to do a lot of different things. We want to um, be successful in our business, right? To do the work we love. And we forget sometimes that the more things we add to our calendar, the less flexibility we have, the less freedom we have. This may have an impact, a direct impact or a negative impact on the initial goals for which we started the business in the first place, right? So after you plan, after you, um, you, you, um, you prepare your calendar for the next year, I want you to take a minute and evaluate whether your plan aligns with your non-negotiables, whether your non-negotiables will continue to be non-negotiables or you will have to run over those. Um, does it look exciting to you, this plan that you have created for yourself? Is it, is it overwhelming or does it feel like something that you could achieve and do it at your pace and having still the freedom or whatever it is, the goals that you had initially when you started your business? right? So I want you to think about whether this plan is not only a plan that is going to help you um, bring the income and growth inside your freelance business or your solo uh, business, but also if it's going to enable the kind of life that you, got, you want for yourself, right? So this is a very important step and I, I don't want you to skip it, right? I want you to make sure that this is not just a roadmap, but also a plan you're really looking forward to execute. Now, I hope that these last two episodes, the episode number 122, when we started planning for the Kikas year, and this episode have helped you plan for a Kikas year. Remember that I prepare a checklist for you, uh, which is you, you can find on martinaflor.com slash plan and I want you to do two things right after we say goodbye. First, block that day to plan your year ahead. I hope you already done that in the episode number 122, but if you haven't done this, do it. Try it out, trust me, plan for the year ahead. If you're not planning for the year ahead, do it and you will see the impact it will have in achieving your goals and also in feeling more um, empowered as you go uh, through your year, right? So the first thing I want to invite you to do is to block that date to plan the year ahead. And the second one is to 
save this episode for yourself so that you can use it to, uh, to guide you through the planning and also share it with anyone who may benefit from it. If you know any lettering artist, any freelancer, any illustrator, any graphic artist who could benefit from the fact of laying a plan for achieving their goals in the next year, go ahead, copy the link of this episode, send it through WhatsApp or via email and share this with them, right? The more people, um, the more artists and graphic artists that get to plan their year, the better impact they will get to make uh, with their work, right? And I want to close these last two episodes with the following. You can be creative and be organized, right? You can be an amazing artist and have a plan, right? They're not excluding from one another, right? Don't buy into the chaotic artist myth because by planning ahead, you can achieve so much more, right? And feel much more in control of what you do. And that's all I want for you. So I'm really excited to see how this impacts on your results. Make sure that you hit me up on Instagram and you share what, you know, what, the, what, what are the things that you are planning for the next year. I really hope that this system and the checklist that I share with you, that I created for you, that you can find on martinaflora.com slash plan, it's gonna help you plan for a Kika's year. So thank you so much for listening today and see you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.